what could we do to make our business better? How could we strategize better? How could we start to look at verticals and understand where our profit centers are? And then start to look at how can we advance our future? And then on top of that, as we mentioned, people was really how do we start to manage what was a much larger group of people than the two of us, Chris and I, sitting in a shared workspace over the years and then growing into that company. So now we had to start understanding that. The other thing that was a core goal of ours was really to start to develop people. To make sure that people were learning and advancing, we really wanted to make sure one of the hardest things about being a designer is also understanding the business aspect. And it's something we, we don't always get a ton of training from our educational. So one of the things that we really wanted to instill was making sure that we were educating people. And so that's kind of where Monograph came in for us to help us kind of structure what we were doing and look at how our business was operating. Welcome everyone to Section Cut, our first ever conference dedicated to the stories of leaders who are innovating on practice operations. studio stage. I got so excited with our product release just now and I hope you all had a chance to check that out. For anyone who missed me earlier, my name is Joanne Loy and I'm the senior content strategist here at Monograph. I'm pumped to be back here with our next guest, our very, very beloved customers of Monograph, Marie and Art Eddie from Traverse Landscape Architects for our next success stories. So please welcome Art and Marie to the studio stage. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks for inviting us. Thanks We're for having excited us. Excited for the opportunity to speak. Thank you. We're so excited to have you here. I will let you guys take it away. So again, thank you, Monograph, for having us here today. And thank you to all the attendees for taking the time because we're all very busy. So let me introduce myself. My name is Marie Eddy. I'm the finance director at Traverse Landscape Architects. And as the finance director, my role has always been the focus on the business, profitability, productivity, and forecasting financially. So what I've had to learn over the last couple of years is that the design team and I don't speak the same language. So we've had to figure out a way to speak the same language. And Monograph has been very instrumental in that over the last couple of years. So, and today I am here with Arthur Eddy, who is the principal and also my husband. Hi everybody, thanks for having us. Again, we're super excited to be here. One of the things that we really wanted to talk about was Traverse. We're a 10 year old landscape architecture office in Providence, Rhode Island. It was conceived with my partner, Chris Bradner, back in 2011, June of 2011. So again, a recession, which we always like to do things in weird times. And at the inception of when we started, we started with four really great projects. We were really lucky right out of the gate. We had a great client and we had four major high school, middle school projects. As we went through the years, we learned a lot about finance. We learned about taxes. There were things that we just were not, we were good landscape architects, but we weren't really business people. And Marie always was been with us through that whole, as if she's my wife, um, but she was also our bookkeeper through there and moved up through the ranks. And as we moved on, we started to take on more projects, more diverse projects, parks, athletic fields, residential, and that also continued to grow into bigger, wider range of projects with commercial projects. And we really started to um, develop a flair for being a landscape architects. We were a growing office. 
And then, as I mentioned, Chris Bradner and I started in uh, 2011. And one of the things that came with a lot of projects was also the addition of a lot of people. So we started to add people. And here you can see folks that we started to add through the office. And then we continue to grow through 2021. Uh, we're now 11 people with a wide range of diversity of projects. With that came a lot of growing pains. And so we spent a lot of time talking about how we were going to structure our company, how we were going to do things. And so then we took that and started to look at principles and verticals. So we started to divide verticals for each principle, which were areas of expertise. We can cross verticals. So Chris can work on Parks and Rec and Ashley Inicelli, who's our other business partner, can work on K through 12 institutional, but we managed those verticals in a way that allowed us to start thinking about how we were tracking. We were doing so many projects. We were having trouble figuring out, was this profitable? Where are we doing projects correctly? And so we had a wide range of Excel sheets. Um, <laughs> we had a wide range of different tracking methodology, all that were kind of all over the place and not centralized. As Marie mentioned, we were really speaking a different language. As designers, we're very visual people. So Marie was an accountant before she came to Traverse, and she was very good at putting P&Ls together. And landscape architects don't always, or designers don't always really want to look at spreadsheets and numbers, um, which is challenging. So we were really looking for something so that we could start speaking the same language um, and we could start understanding what each other's needs were. And I think that's one of the great balances of having Marie with us and then having our principals all participate. Marie is the bridge that starts to talk management and finance and design and be able to combine those. And I think in the last year, Marie, we've really been able to start to talk that language. And not just with the principals, we've been able to push it down to the more senior staff and help them understand that a project is not just the design and the output. It does, you do have to understand the financial piece behind it and forecasting out your hours and uh, profitability and stuff. So it's been a good year to learn that. <laughs> and so we spent a lot of time really digging in and looking for what could we do to make our business better? How could we strategize better? How could we start to look at verticals and understand where our profit centers are? And then start to look at how can we advance our future? And then on top of that, as we mentioned, people was really how do we start to manage what was a much larger group of people than the two of us, Chris and I sitting in a, a shared workspace over the years and then growing into that company. So now we had to start understanding that. The other thing that was a core goal of ours was really to start to develop people. To make sure that people were learning and advancing, we really wanted to make sure one of the hardest things about being a designer is also understanding the business aspect. And it's something we don't always get a ton of training from our educational. So one of the things that we really wanted to instill was making sure that we were educating people. And so that's kind of where Monograph came in for us to help us kind of structure what we were doing and look at how our business was operating. And if you want to talk a little bit, Marie, about how Monograph has helped us over the years. Well, and it's the educating piece is very interesting because it's educating the staff, the designers on the finance piece, but equally educating myself on the design because I'm very black and white. Like you just, the project is due this day, it's due. Like, <laughs> you know, you just go and it doesn't always work that way. So 
with Monograph and doing timesheets and then even just the reporting on a project just shows me to understand like deadlines and where that falls and then how to assist in making the project run better on the back end. So it's, again, collaborating between the designers and myself has really been an interesting journey this year. And I think one of the things that you could say, Marie, is that you've really learned the design side more than you had. And, and Marie really joined us last year as she was more of a bookkeeper role, but now she's really starting to understand project delivery, some of the, the components of a project and understanding how to communicate that to folks that don't like to read spreadsheets. So one of the things that we found truly valuable uh, was kind of reporting. We were able to now start to look at things in a much bigger picture from a micro level, was, was look over the next week um, with the resource tab, really looking where we're distributing our work, but also really looking from a macro level, what does the next quarter look like? What do the next six months look like? Where are we in terms of what the year looks like and how are we projecting outwards. Uh, a lot of information that we could quickly disseminate and make decisions. It's helped us with hiring and kind of making decisions about hiring. Accounting, it's really streamlined our accounting because our accounting process was built around principals doing invoices and then yeah. passing that off to Marie. And Excel format. And Excel <laughs> to PDF, to PDF, to QuickBooks, to back to PDF. So there was this long running tons of different spreadsheets that were managing different pieces of, of projects. And now we've really streamlined that, which is extremely helpful as a principal that's extremely busy. It's nice that it doesn't take two days to do invoicing. It takes a couple of hours. It helped us with managing. Uh, again, as Marie mentioned, kind of educating, it allows us to give some of our folks an understanding of how a process works. What does time look like? Everybody hates timesheets, but it does give us an insight to how projects work. It also helps us kind of look at does schematic design work? Does design development work? Are we managing these from a beginning standpoint all the way through the process? And that was one of the big pieces we were really missing was kind of understanding where we were successful and where we weren't and how do we get better and we can pass that on to our staff so that they can understand of how a project works and how that comes together. I was going to say also, not that we always had the information and could put the information together, but I was, I was listening to one of the other speakers today and he said, you put it together offline and then two days later you have the result and it's already irrelevant. So Monograph can give us like in the moment time for reporting, for forecasting staff, what our needs are, where we're at again, as a business and project level. And I think one of the things that it really helped us with, and we wanted to talk about language, that we started to speak the same language. The visual reporting is extremely helpful and useful to us as designers, but it's also helpful to Marie because she can start to put reports together that are speaking to what she needs to accomplish and seeing what we would like to see out of it so that as designers, we understand it and not looking necessarily at just like a PL, like I said, it, which can be cumbersome. I think it's extremely helpful from that standpoint. We're starting to understand one of the things that we spend a lot of time doing. And again, we're husband and wife, so we're together a lot. And with COVID, we're together even more. But we spend a lot of time just kind of figuring out how to start to talk the same language. What are our real needs? Because we, our needs aren't always that different from what we're doing. I mean, sometimes you're in the micro level and I don't want to be in the micro level. 
So how do we start to pull that together so that we can understand what's happening in the micro level, but we can look at the macro and how do you present that in a way that really helps not just myself, but our business partners as well. So I think that was really important. And I think it's something that we really focused in on the last year. We knew that as we were growing and as we continue to grow, that we really had to change the way we were doing things. Um, We really needed to become more of an understanding of what our design firm was doing and how could we get better. We've taken some of these same examples and applied them to design and these kind of theories of how we're communicating and really making sure that we're trying to advance the company in a way that helps us kind of all understand and stay successful. And so we really um, enjoyed today. If there's questions, we would love to hear some questions. You know, again, working in the same household and being together with COVID has been really interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's fun because sometimes work is work and sometimes and sometimes, and sometimes she's my wife. Yeah. Uh, we blur lines sometimes. So. I totally get that. It's um, work and home all merging to one thing. That's right. right. Well, thank you so much, Marie. Right, I'm going to go over and find some questions. Okay. Great. All right, we have a few questions today. So Natasha asks, hi, Marie, who produces your invoices in Monograph? Is that the project manager or yourself? I meet with the project managers every month to review invoicing. So we kind of go over from, you know, we start with the overview page and then add the invoices. But again, it's all that education piece to ensure that, you know, all the projects are set up right and move it through. But that's my role. And that's the collaborative piece, right? So she meets with us monthly. And in the past, again, I was doing the invoices myself and then giving them to Marie and literally would take two days to do. That process has been streamlined. For just me. Uh, That process is streamlined down to two hours. So a huge benefit for us. Yeah. That says, I love how collaborative you guys are working and educating your team. It's, it doesn't always happen in a lot of firms, but I'm very happy you guys are doing that. Not every day is free. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. We have another question here. Do you pursue new projects through RFPs? What are your thoughts on proposals? Again, we have a wide range of projects and that's really changed for us. And that was one of the things we didn't really cover today is we used to be sub-consultants a lot as landscape architects. Uh, That reverse has changed roles for us on a lot of projects. Now we are the site lead team. So we have sub-consultants. We have a lot of partners that go after RFPs. We do a fair amount of public work, but we also do a fair amount of private work. It's kind of balanced between both. We do a lot of analysis of our fees to understand the structure of where we're doing. And that's part gets back to that, how we formed verticals uh, was to figure out how to really make those verticals work so that we could start to really understand those projects. Yeah, we have an other question. Oh, so many questions coming in for you guys. <laughs> Rick is asking in the chat here, who is responsible in the firm to enter revenue forecast? And how accurate do you find these for us? <laughs> well, to enter the revenue forecast. So we're still transitioning. So we still have projects that are our old way. And that because our projects can last five years. So we still have projects that are 
not in monograph because it was going to be a little bit too time intensive for me to kind of backtrack into it. I pull from monograph because that forecasts out the projects that are in in the system. You can also put the proposed contracts that you think might come down the pike. And then I have to add in our anything that's kind of offline that's still ongoing. And again, part of revenue forecasting, the you know, the vertical piece made us as principals responsible for our verticals. So we are responsible for putting a budget together and that budget ties into the budget for the firm. And it also, we do work with our staff, especially when we're talking on the project level about revenue forecast. We sit with them and work through how many hours and looking at hours and budgets. And we generally know what projects should cost or be priced to be competitive. Um, How do we fit in with that and how do we adjust? Yeah, I'm curious to know because I saw your chart to all these different tracks of like K-12 residential projects. How do you find your team collaborate together? Because that monograph, we talk a lot about siloing, where a lot of firms have this structure, but they don't talk to each other. How do you promote that communication on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, from a team standpoint, we're, we don't silo folks into teams unless there's a real strong expertise in that area or a desire to be in that area. In some instances, like athletics, pretty specialized. We have folks that are really interested in doing that. They, they kind of specialize in that. But we all work across a wide range of projects. Just because I run athletics and parks, I still run two school projects. I still do commercial projects. So we still are crisscrossing and collaborating and teams are working on all different types of projects within the office. So they're getting that experience across. And we use lessons learned from both to speak to each other. Yeah, lessons learned are important. All right, we're gonna get to the last question here. I think we have like a minute left. (laughs) Evan here asks, from the finance Angle, Marie, what is the hardest concept to convey to design teams? (laughs) (laughs) Interesting question. I would say whether it's a concept or just, I tend to focus, I, I think my words probably come across that everything's about the financial end of a project and trying to get to understand that sometimes you're over. And it's okay. And I think I need to I need to get better to get across that way. But just getting the designers to get a view of like if there's a dollar amount, how many hours does that mean? And to follow that through the project. That's definitely <laughs> very important. In architecture, I think we have to remember time does equal money because we are a service provider. So that's a good lesson there. Well, we are going to be ending this shortly. Thank you, Marie and Art, for being here with us. This was amazing. I loved your story. Hey, it's Chris from Monograph. Thank you so much for joining us here. At Monograph, we're building the number one practice operations platform for small to mid-sized architecture firms. More than 200 practices are using Monograph today to run the business side of architecture. You can start a free trial today or watch a live demo with our CEO, Robert Ewan. Get started at monograph.com. That's monograph.com. Talk to you soon.